Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, August 14th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I'm your host, Travis Karczewski, joined by my other host, Truman Karczewski. How's it going, guys? So, football's back. We had our first full slate of preseason games. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, because even though football's back, it wasn't the top stories over the weekend. I mean, you got to start off with the PGA Championship. Tiger Woods was electric. I know Truman, you're not a big golf guy, but you even know Sunday was electric based on how Twitter was reacting. Uh, Tiger really looked like his old form, even though he did finish in second place, which was kind of disappointing. It was amazing to really watch, you know, the golf fans, you know, come out of the woodwork and finally, you know, everybody gets behind a guy like Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, golf's better when Tiger Woods is uh, at the top of his game. You always say it. Uh, but, you know, I don't really care about golf. I don't really watch it, so I'm not going to com- comment too much. But you're right, Twitter was on fire. Uh, everyone was talking about it. Um, golf is better when Tiger Woods is uh, at the top of his game. You saw it on Sunday. Everybody was tweeting about it. Everybody was saying something about it. Um, you know, Tiger was on fire. Uh, he wasn't hitting his driver very well. Uh, and that's why I think that's what hurt him, I think, a lot. But when he got in the fairway, he was killing it. And he played really well. He kind of There were some shots uh, there on Sunday that made you really think Tiger is back to his old form. Uh, which is something people have been begging to see ever since, you know, that incident. Uh, with his wife a couple years ago uh, where he kind of fell off a lot and now he's kind of coming back to form you know he's been a couple games a couple tournaments now where he's been in contention on the last day people get excited Uh, and this was really I think just another step forward to him finally reaching that goal of winning another tournament another major Uh, so I'm really excited to see what he does in the future and like Truman said it's better for golf when Tiger Woods is in it you can hate him all you want you know, I know he's done not the greatest things uh, in the world, uh, but you can hate him all you want. But at the end of the day, golf's better when Tiger Woods is playing well or even when Tiger Woods is in it. Definitely. I think uh, the sport of golf is kind of needs Tiger Woods because it's kind of who everyone pulls for. Now, I don't like Tiger Woods. I don't like what he's done. But um, the sport of golf, uh, kind of, it needs Tiger Woods to perform well. Because people are going to watch when Tiger's in it. Yeah, and it was amazing. Sunday was really a fun day. Um, now we're going to move now to college football. Um, the Big Ten, the last couple weeks, the, some of the coaching staffs have not been doing pretty well. And this story out of Maryland is just disgusting uh, when you really read and look into it. Um, so if you don't know, over the weekend, Maryland put their head football coach, uh, I think his name's no, nobody cares about Maryland football, really. DJ Durkin. Dear Durkin. Durkin. Um, they put him on uh, leave right now as they're doing an investigation uh, following the death of an offensive lineman, uh, Jordan McNair, I believe his name was. Uh, he died, I think, in early June uh, from heat stroke from one of the workouts. Uh, now reports are starting to come out that this culture in Maryland is just really toxic. And it all kind of centers around their strength and conditioning coach, uh, Rick Court, uh, who was one of Durkin's first hires there at Maryland. Um, you know, there's been reports of them just killing guys in workouts, which I know it's football. Me and Truman have been through it. Um, you know, it's not the funnest thing in the world, strength and conditioning. You know, 
going through that type of stuff in the summer. But this is just over the top. You can read story upon story about these coaches at Maryland uh, making guys, you know, do terrible workouts, humiliating them, embarrassing them, throwing weights and other objects in their directions. Uh, this is just something that needs to get solved right away before more people get hurt. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand this because Maryland, you know, when they moved to the Big Ten, they were they aren't they haven't been successful. Um, you know, they just they have they've been kind of the bottom feeders of the Big Ten since they moved there. Uh, but you know, they're trying to get better and they're trying to get recruits and you know stuff like that and you know their uniforms and their stadium and you know Maryland's an attractive place to go. Um, I'd say for college. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore though, because why would if I'm a recruit, why would I ever even consider going there if I'm just going to be humiliated, embarrassed, pushed to my absolute limit? possibly die um you know that's just it's not going to help your recruiting program it's not going to help your football program and if i'm dj durkin i don't see a future where he's going to be there because why if i'm a recruit uh you know that's considering maryland i won't go there because you know obviously it's not a healthy environment um under durkin so i don't see much of future of him at maryland i think maryland's got to solve this right away if they want to have a successful program yeah and like i said me and truman you know we played high school football we know what it entails you know it's not an easy environment to play that's why I mean, no, that's why you know not everybody plays it it takes a really kind of special breed of person to go and play football because it's so difficult you know these workouts are intense coaches are yelling it's really hard but Mar- I don't even know what college football is like you know that's probably even a step up from that and uh Maryland I mean these reports I'm looking at them right now are just insane you know they have players you know Players' meals were slapped out of their hands in front of the team. Small weights were thrown in their direction. Uh, humiliation and embarrassment of players is common. Uh, they've been, they've made players as punishment overeat to the point of vomiting. They make fun of people for passing out during workouts. You know, it's just a real toxic environment. And I'm glad that light has kind of been shown on this because it needs to be solved. It's disgusting to watch. And uh, hopefully... You know, I don't think DJ Durkin can last past this. I mean, if you're the head coach, this is something that you can't let go on in your program. Um, I don't think he'll last. I think he'll be fired. And hopefully they can kind of change the culture. Because Maryland's been a pretty um, historical football school for a long time. Hopefully they can get it back on track. Yeah, I think Durkin's got to go. Um, recruits, this is not going to help their recruiting. That probably wasn't all that great in the first place. Uh, so I don't understand, you know, what they're going to try to do here. But the first thing Maryland's got to do is get rid of this coaching staff and its head coach because they need to change this program around, and this is not going to do it. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll keep up on that story. But now we're going to move to the NFL. Um, preseason week one, really exciting. I know, you know, if we're not diehard fans, preseason football is not that exciting. Uh, but when you get to just watch, you know, football upon football every second of every single day, uh, it's really fun to watch, you know, having multiple games going on at once. Uh, so we're going to go through each game, give the score, and then, you know, our reactions, you know, stuff that comes out of the game. Um, we'll start with Carolina versus Buffalo. Carolina won 28-25. to um, Got to see a first action from Josh Allen. Uh, he didn't look great. He didn't look like the next phenom, but he looked solid. That his, He has a huge arm. You saw some of these throws, um, but he looked pretty good, I would say. Uh, but out of that game, obviously – that was what everyone was kind of watching, but out of that game came a storyline. 
that uh, kind of fizzled out, which was Kelvin Benjamin versus Cam Newton uh, fighting on the field. Um, you saw the video. Cam came up to him before the game and started to confront him, tried to shake his hand. Kelvin Benjamin, being the little wuss that he is, wouldn't shake his hand, wouldn't touch him, and kind of just walked away uh, because Kelvin Benjamin isn't a guy who's going to stand up and admit what he did, admit what he said, and stand by his word. He's going to shy away like the little wuss that he is. I don't understand what you're saying. I think I think Cam Newton came up to him and tried to be fake, uh, shake his hand, and act like it was all buddy-buddy, but Kelvin Benjamin wasn't having it. I don't think um, you know, he was going to... you know you know, stand down to his comments. Uh, you know, he didn't like playing with Cam Newton. He said that multiple times. Uh, you know, he said you it. You said he didn't want to stand he, down to his comments. Yeah. He said something about Cam Newton. Cam Newton, in the press, Cam Newton wasn't around. Cam Newton now is around. He came up to him. Why does? Why isn't Kelvin Benjamin man enough to say it to his face? Uh, Cam Newton came up to him, shook his hand. Tried like, to shake his hand. Yeah, and Kelvin Benjamin wasn't having it. Yeah, why not? Cause because he can't, because he, he doesn't he doesn't like Cam Newton. He obviously said he didn't like playing with Cam. So you can't Newton. shake his hand. No, I mean, what he did? He's standing down to his comments. He's standing down to his comments. I, I want a guy who stands up to his comments. If you really believe Cam Newton is not a good quarterback, you really believe that truly. Then why don't you say it to his face like a man? Why do you I, shy away? Because I think he said what he needs to say. He said it in public. He said it to everyone. He wanted everyone to hear it. He didn't say it to Cam Newton in his face. Because Why, why did Cam Newton come up to him and try to be buddy-buddy with him? Cam Newton wants to hear him say it to his face. You're going to talk crap about me. You didn't me. hear what they were you saying. You want to talk crap about me. You think Cam me? Newton said, oh, say it to my face? You, well, that's pretty much the premise behind it. If you're, you don't if know you're that. You don't crap, know what they said. If you're going to talk crap about me, at least be a man to come up to me. And when I come up to you, say, stand behind your comments. Don't shy away. Don't start to walk away. Like Kelvin. Benjamin did. I don't understand. You, you, he didn't shake his hand. Yeah, he did. Because he doesn't like Cam. And Newton. He started to walk away. He doesn't like he Cam. Started Newton to walk away because he didn't want to deal with it. If you say, do those you think Calvin Benjamin wanted willing, the drama? If you're willing to say those comments to the press, you have to be willing to back that up in front of Cam Newton and his face. No, I don't think he has to do that. You don't know. And that's don't, what a man does. You don't know what you don't know what Cam Newton was. Also, a man, if if someone talks crap about you, you you're going to go up to him and shake his hand and be all buddy-buddy with no, him? No, you're going to go up to him and say, hey, why'd you say that about me? No, you're probably going to shake it. You you won't want to go up there. You don't know what Cam Newton said. Well, I mean, you it's think Cam, obvious. You, you think Cam Newton's this big tough guy go over there and say, oh, why didn't you say it to my face? No, Cam Newton went up there and tried to shake his hand and be fake. Cam Newton, you saw the video, came up there, put his hand out, waved Thomas Davis away. For some reason, I think it's because he wanted to confront him, and he started to talk to him. Kelvin Benjamin started to walk away, started to shake it up, started to kind of wave him off. I think it's pretty clear we don't have to be a, a lip reader to tell what that all was about. Yeah, I think you can't just sit here and assume that Cam Newton was the big tough guy and went up to him and said, Say it to my face. Cam Newton didn't have to go up to him. Yeah, why did he? Because he wanted to hear what he said to his face. He heard I, what he said. I respect Cam Newton a whole lot because yeah. of that. He walked up to him. He put his hand out. Kelvin Benjamin being the wuss that he is. You don't know away, Kelvin Benjamin. Shied away. I hate Kelvin Benjamin. Why? Because he said one thing bad about Kelvin Cam Newton. Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin talked all this crap about uh, Cam Newton in uh, Carolina. When Kelvin Benjamin was the problem in Carolina. Kelvin Benjamin is the reason why he hasn't succeeded. He showed up to camp 
overweight. He was a huge fat wide receiver after a pretty good rookie year. He's been dealing with injuries and he hasn't really done a lot to fix those. He's just been overweight. And then finally, Carolina got sick of it and shipped him off because that's where he belongs. He didn't belong in Carolina because he's not willing to put in the work. And what does he do? He goes to Car- he goes to Buffalo and he puts all the blame on Cam Newton. And that's not what a man does. I, I think you're calling out someone who's never had He's never had issues. Kelvin Benjamin? Yeah, he's never he's never had like issues like he's never been suspended. He's never done anything like that. He he's showed had, up eighty. He's pounds had injury weight. problems. He's had injury problems. So does that make him a bad person? Well, no. It just shows if- you're calling him a wuss and calling him a bad person because he went out and said what he needed to say. He didn't feel like Cam Newton was the right quarterback for him, and he's right. Cam, he if he had Tom Brady, if he had Aaron Rodgers. I guarantee you Calvin Benjamin will be a good receiver. Any receiver would be a good receiver with Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Cam Newton is a good quarterback. He's a top five, top ten quarterback in the NFL. And to say, oh, the only reason I didn't succeed is because I didn't have an accurate quarterback is completely false. You show up 80 pounds overweight in camp. You show up a fat receiver slow. You lose all your speed because you decided to gorge yourself over the offseason and not show up in shape. Does that make him a bad person? It's his fault, though. And he does that make him a bad why person? Should, why does he blame Cam Why are you calling him a wuss and a bad person when the only things you're saying is he showed up overweight and he said what he needed to say about Cam Newton. Because Cam, because Kelvin Benjamin says Cam Newton. Kelvin Benjamin basically said he didn't Cam, say Cam Newton was a bad person. He didn't no, say he, didn't, he said Kelvin Benjamin is one of the main reasons why I'm not succeeding in the NFL. Why I didn't succeed in Carolina, which is not true at all. You don't know that he showed up 80 pounds overweight. You're not going to be a good receiver. What was his exact overweight. quote? I'll look it up right now. But his exact quote was, "If I had someone like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, I would have been better," or something like that, which is true because Cam Newton it shouldn't be on the same eating at the same table as Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. Well, Calvin Benjamin is eating at any table he wants because he's a fat piece of crap. That makes no sense to me. You, <laughs> I, you're calling him a bad person because he's overweight and he said what he needed to say. You're calling him a wuss because why? Because he went out in the public and said what he needed to say. Well, I'm looking up the quote right now. I'm just saying a guy doesn't put all this blame on Cam Newton when he was the main reason as to why he didn't succeed in Carolina. Well, I mean, Cam Newton hasn't really had a good receiver there for years, so maybe that's the issue. Any, This is the quote. Any other – well, I'm not going to – I'll just paraphrase the whole thing. Uh, they asked him, you know, how did, how did you feel your career has been since your rookie season? Kelvin Benjamin said – I mean, I feel like I would have been more successful if I, I don't know, man, looking back on it, I should have never went to Carolina. It was a bad place for me, a bad fit from the get-go, which is not true. He had a good rookie year. Um, any other accurate quarterback like Rodgers, Eli Manning, or Big Ben, anybody, quarterbacks with knowledge, they just know how to place the ball and give you a better chance to catch the ball. I just feel like I wasn't in that position. So that's a straight shot at Cam Newton. Would you agree? Yeah. So when Cam Newton, so he's basically saying, it was a bad situation because he didn't have a quarterback who can place the ball and give him a better chance to catch the ball, which is not true because Cam Newton is a one of the top 15. I think we can easily say that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. He's shown that over his career. He makes guys successful. That he's one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks in the league? He's made guys successful. Who's he made successful? He's Devin Funches right now is playing really well. How? You think Devin Funches complains Devin about Devin Funches is playing really well. You think Devin Funches complains about Cam Newton? No, because Cam Newton can get the ball to him. I'm not saying you, Cam Newton is the most accurate I'm asking you. I'm asking you right now, who's Cam Newton made successful? I'm not saying Cam Newton is 
the best quarterback in the NFL, the most accurate. But I'm saying he's a good enough quarterback that if you are a good receiver willing to work hard, he will make you successful. Well, who's to, he made successful? Put, and to put all the blame on on Cam Newton is simply untrue. You showed up. Who's Cam Newton made up, successful? You showed up overweight. You showed up fat and un, and out of shape, and your stats suffered. Who's Cam Newton made successful? You can't put all that blame on Cam Newton. Who's Cam Newton made successful? Devin Funches has played really well. He's not a top twenty receiver. That doesn't matter. Never is Kelvin, but not Kelvin Benjamin either. I'm asking you who Cam Newton has made successful. You Who's said Cam, that three Cam times. Cam, Cam Newton, Newton makes people successful. Who has he made successful? He's took his team to the Super Bowl. He made the, he, Devin Funches into a pretty solid wide receiver. Not even top 20, he's not even top really 25. He's a solid wide receiver. No, he wouldn't. He would be three on a decent uh, wide receiver Yeah, because they don't have a lot of talent there. Who's wide he receiver. made successful? Uh, Greg Olson is one of the best. Greg Olson was good in Chicago. Not like he is in Panthers Oh my Carolina. gosh. Who's I mean, we can get into that all you want, but all I'm saying is when a guy... I've seen multiple through, receivers come through Carolina, and I haven't seen one receiver made successful by Cam Newton. Name one guy... Devin Funches was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Second-round pick? Name one guy outside of Carolina right now who played with Cam Newton that is successful. Who give me one? Give me one. That's what I'm saying. What, I can't. I don't. Mean, I can't even think of one that's exactly, I'm not in Carolina he anymore. He hasn't really had a lot of talent on the outside. But to work exactly. With. But who's he made successful? Devin Funches is a great. You're receiver. giving me one example of a receiver who's not even top 25. Greg Olson is a top five tight end. Cam Newton did that. Yes, he's made him successful. Greg Olson was a great tight end in Chicago. I think you're missing the point. I'm not saying that Cam Newton is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He is, though. He is a top-ten quarterback. Then why aren't you saying it? You just said he that a, you're not he saying is, he's one he of the is, best quarterbacks right, in the league. can I talk? Cam Newton is a top-ten quarterback in the league. He is. He has the ability to throw the ball where he wants to throw it. That's why he won an MVP. You don't give MVPs to quarterbacks if they can't throw you the ball. Um and to say the only reason it didn't work out in Carolina was because Cam Newton is completely false. This guy showed up overweight, out of shape after a pretty good rookie year, and then his career and his stats suffered because of that. And he's saying it's Cam Newton's fault. I he's bad. he said Cam Newton was not helping him. He wasn't helping himself. Do you though. do you if he didn't want to play for Cam Newton? Cam Newton, listen. Why would he be out there lying? What do you mean? He said Cam Cam Newton's wasn't the right. Why would he be out there lying? Because he doesn't want to put the blame on himself. Yeah, but I also think that listen, I don't think Calvin Benjamin's in the right here, but I also stand back behind his comments because I don't think Cam Newton's the best quarterback in the league. I don't think I think he's got a big personality. I think we've seen it multiple multiple times. Cam Newton's you know not all that great of a quarterback. He won an MVP. He won an MVP. Great, but what's he done after that? He He choked in the Super Bowl. He was in a car accident, was hurt most of the year. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Excuses? Kelvin Benjamin, you're defending a guy who just made a huge excuse as to why he sucked in Carolina. I'm not. I'm defending that. You you came out here and said he's a wuss and a bad guy. Yeah, because... He's never been suspended. He's never... You're, all you're saying is that, oh, he said bad things about Cam Newton. He showed up to camp overweight. He's a horrible person and he's a wuss. Yeah, he showed up... Okay, that's... that's before that game. To say a lot of worse say, people in the let's world. Let's say somebody talks crap behind your back and you see them in public. Are you man enough to go up to them and try to get them to say it to their face? Because I want to hear the story. If you're gonna if you're gonna talk crap about me, I want you to say it in front of my face. I don't want you to. I don't want to hear it for some news story. You know, 
down the line. I you're, want you to say it to my face. You're assuming that Cam Newton went up to him and said, say it to my face. Well, what do you think Cam Newton said to him? I think he went up there and tried to be fake and shake his hand and ask him how everything's going. Yeah, and that's what he did. He wanted to hear from him. He wanted to hear, talk to me. Talk straight to my face. Don't talk behind my back. Talk to me. No, I think Be he, a man. Come to you're me. You're assuming Don't that Cam Newton is this big, oh, bad, badass. Cam Newton went up to him and said, oh, how, you know, say it to my face. No, Cam Newton went up there and shake his hand and tried to be fake. Cam Newton went up to his face and said, you try and talk crap about me, try to say it to my face. That's what I believe. I guess we can't read lips, but I think we can kind of decide what happened there. He didn't go up to him and try to, you know, be buddies with him because obviously think... from the tone of his face, he wasn't trying to be fake and try to be buddies I with him. I think he was trying to be fake. Okay, well, we can't really read lips here, but to put all the blame on Cam Newton as to why your career has suffered is completely wrong, and everybody knows that. Um, so now we're going to move to the other game that was a little longer than we wanted to. Uh, Cincinnati versus Chicago. Cincinnati won 30-27. to uh, Cincinnati, kind of a boring team over the offseason, but they've had two guys, two second-year guys, I think, step up in that game. Uh, John Ross looked pretty good. He's had a pretty good camp. And then Joe Mixon looked really good. Yeah, Cincinnati looked good. Uh, I mean, 37 points. That was pretty good. 38-27. Uh, what? 32-27. 30, they put up 30. 30 points. That's pretty good. I don't know what, I didn't know the Andy Dalton stat line or anything else. Uh, but they need John Ross to step up. They need him to be the second tier to A.J. Green. Um, and, you know, Joe Mixon, if he can pan out, uh, you know, he's a really high potential player that would be big too. Yeah, run through these pretty quickly because we are uh, – got to get through these. Uh, New Orleans versus Jacksonville. New Orleans won 24-20. Blake Bortles looked pretty solid in that game. Wouldn't you say? I didn't see the stat line. Uh, then Tampa Bay versus Miami. Tampa Bay got the win, 26-24. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looked pretty solid off of his ACL injury. Uh, that's going to be huge for the Dolphins if he can get back healthy. If Ryan Tannehill um, is healthy and performing um, at a top level, that's everything for the Dolphins. I don't see it in him. I don't think he's going to be a top-tier quarterback, um, especially after the ACL injury, but that's big for the Dolphins if he can come back healthy. Big game, Cleveland versus New York. Uh, Cleveland won 20-10. to 10. I'll spend a little time on this game. Uh, you look at the rookies. Saquon had good, had a pretty solid first run. Uh, he looked good. I'm not willing to put the all-star Pro Bowl stamp on him yet just because of one run yet. Uh, it was a pretty sweet run, though. I'm not yeah, it was nice, but I'm not willing to put that. But the Browns, th- they had three, three, pretty, three guys stood out to me in that game. Baker Mayfield, Antonio Callaway, and Njoku. Njoku looked really, really good. He had two touchdowns. Baker Mayfield looked solid in his first start. And Antonio Callaway, uh, Hugh Jackson decided to punish him by playing him the entire game, uh, which is kind of different than what you see the last couple years in Cleveland. Uh, usually they just suspend him. But Hugh Jackson said, you know, no, you know, we're not suspending you. You're going to play the entire game. Uh, there was reports Antonio Callaway tried to come out, tried to, you know, get a break. But Hugh Jackson waved it off and told him to get back out there, which I really respect from Hugh Jackson. I, I like that move a lot. Yeah, was that – did he come out and say that that was his punishment? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, that is pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, it'll end up being pretty good for him, I think, the experience. Um, he went out and played against the ones. He played against the twos. He played, played against the threes. And he looked pretty good. But it was kind of obvious because when he played against the ones and stuff, he didn't look all that great. But then when he went and played against the twos and threes, he looked like he was just one of the best receivers of all time. But uh, I think um, that was big for him, the experience. I don't think you know it was a punishment, but I don't think it'll end up being a punishment because I think it'll be good for him. One guy that kind of... Stood stood out to me in a negative way 
was Nick Chubb. Uh, I don't know if that offensive line is struggling, uh, but he was really dancing around that backfield. He did not have a great first game. I would like to see him bounce back because I know he can. Uh, we saw it at Georgia. But it was kind of a disappointing game from him. Yeah, that interior of the Browns offensive line, I think, is the really the, really the one that needs to be blamed because no, no running back on the Browns looked good. Uh, and, you know, we'll see. But, you know, I like the I like their offensive line, but I think that has to be, you know, where the blame goes because no running back on the Browns look good. Uh, it can't just be put on Nick Chubb. Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia, 31-14. to 14. Pittsburgh, uh, Nate Sudfeld from Philadelphia, he looked really good. I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say Philadelphia has the best quarterback room in the league with Sudfeld, Foles, and Wentz. Yeah, I don't think that's a limb. I think that's pretty clear cut if – you know, Sudfeld, I think he might get a starting job in this league uh, one day because he's been sitting behind two pretty good quarterbacks in Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, um, and he's just, you know, I don't think he should be a third-string quarterback. Then Rams versus Baltimore. Baltimore won 33-7, which was a little shocking. Um, Joe Flacco looked really good. Lamar Jackson looked okay, but I don't think he's ready. I think this game kind of solidified that there's really not a quarterback competition going on in Baltimore right now. No, I think Lamar, the only way Lamar Jackson sees the field this year is if Joe Flacco got hurt. Uh, I think people are hyping that up way more than it should be. I think that it's not a quarterback competition. Um, I think Joe Flacco is the starting quarterback. I just think Lamar Jackson's got the hype. Uh, New England versus Washington. New England won the 26-17. Obviously, the big story of that game was Darius Geis, Torres ACL. Uh, that that's really sucks to see that because I really like Geis. I would really, you know... Excited for him to see him play. He had a pretty good run. Uh, so to go out like that with an ACL tear is just heartbreaking. Yeah, that's really going to hurt the Redskins' offense, I think. Um, I think they're playing on him being a major role for them this year. But, you know, we'll see. I think Alex Smith, uh, you know, I think there's there's enough talent around them to compete. And then Green Bay versus Tennessee. Green Bay won 31-17. to uh, you know, a little biased, but those rookie wide receivers, especially Scalding, who led the league, Scantling, Scantling, whatever, led the league in receiving uh, for everybody. Uh, he looked really good. Harold Landry looked pretty solid for the Titans. Uh, so hopefully, you know, we found some young talent in that game. Green Bay looked good. That's all I'm gonna say. Houston versus Kansas City, 17 to 10. Uh, Houston, uh, Mahomes looked pretty good. You know, everyone's saying he's had a bad camp, but he had a pretty good game. Uh. Uh, and then Deshaun Watson, again, he had, you know, the ACL tear, a lot of questions surrounding him. He came out, didn't play a lot, but he had also a pretty good game. So this was kind of a game where, you know, two big question marks uh, at quarterback for both teams came out and kind of played well. They didn't play great. They didn't, you know, completely, you know, change everything. But they played pretty well enough to where, you know, I think Kansas City fans can settle down now. And I think Texans fans can kind of, you know, calm their worries a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's that's a game full of young the young quarterbacks really took fruition there. Um, you know what's Mahomes gonna do this year, um, and then what's uh, is Deshaun Watson gonna be a hundred percent after his injury? Um, I think they both look pretty good though. San Francisco versus Dallas. San Francisco won twenty four to twenty one. This game again, we talked about Sudfeld, a backup. I really like a young backup who the Cowboys really like, Cooper Rush. He played really really well. Uh, if you don't know anything about him, he's a guy, undrafted free agent, rookie free agent, I think, last year. 
Uh, they cut a couple guys to keep him because he played so well. And he came out and he played really well for the Cowboys. Um, I don't think he'll get a starting job here soon, but that's a name to watch for because they really like him in Dallas. Yeah, uh, Dallas, uh, you know, I think they got their starting quarterback in Dak Prescott. But, you know, that is he the backup there or is he the third string? Backup. Backup. So He went from undrafted rookie free agent to the backup last year. So, yeah, they, they're really trusting in him. Uh, so that's a name to watch. Indianapolis for Seattle. Indianapolis won 19-17. Really cool to see Andrew Luck out there. That was huge, especially for Colts fans. Uh, Seattle, we've been saying it all year, and I think we proved the point. That O-line is just trash. Um, it's just garbage. They got like one good piece there, Dwayne Brown. But everything else, he's old. It's just bad. Rashad Penny, there was a couple runs where he just had nowhere to go because that offensive line is just insanely bad. Yeah, it's going to be quite a year for that offensive line. Uh, I don't know who in the Seahawks front front office. They just need to uh, figure out what they can do to uh, fix that and start rebuilding that offensive line because that's their number one cripple right now. Jets versus Atlanta. Jets won 17-0. Everyone was watching Sam Darnold. He played really well. Teddy Bridgewater played really well. Uh it kind of sucks for the Jets. I mean, they're another team where they might have one of the best quarterback rooms in the in the league. Um, but Darnold played pretty well. Bridgewater played pretty well. It's because, you know, it muddies the water some more. Who's going to be starting quarterback there week one? Well, I don't think that's a problem. And I don't know if I would go ahead and say they have the, one of the best quarterback rooms. I would in say the so. NFL. I mean, Josh McCown's not. Josh McCown's a proven, solid veteran. Solid veteran. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't proven anything in this league. And yes, he has. He's a solid quarterback. No, he just has a bad injury. No. And yes. then Sam Darnold hasn't proved anything yet. But Sam Darnold looked really good, and I think he'll be the starter week one. Uh, Detroit versus Oakland. Detroit won 16-10. Uh, somebody, that was cool to see Gruden out there coaching. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, I know he had that run call back. He's a guy everyone's kind of forgetting about, I think. Um, he had a kind of boring season last year. Didn't do much. Um but he had a pretty good run. He looked a lot faster than you know what he was in the past. So that's something to watch for. Yeah, I, I mean, I picked up Marshawn Lynch in my fantasy league pretty late. I'm pretty pumped about that. Uh, I think he's going to have a pretty good season for them. Um, and I think Gruden no- is going to notice that. Minnesota versus Denver. Uh, the Case Keenum revenge game. Minnesota won 42-28. to uh, Kirk Cousins, as much as I hate to say it, he looked really, really good. I think he was perfect passing, um, which is insane. That's pretty good. If I'm a Vikings fan, that's a good sign. Putting up 42 points in a preseason game is a pretty good start. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, preseason, I wouldn't call the Vikings, you know, the next best thing. Uh, but, you know, pretty good start. Then the last game, Arizona versus the Chargers, 24-17. Arizona got the win. David Johnson... Looked good coming back up that injury. Josh Rosen looked okay. Didn't look anything special, but first start, you know, got to give him some time. Yeah, I think he looked the worst of the rookie quarterbacks, but I think he's going to be pretty good. So I give him some time, um, you know, and Sam Bradford looked very good too. All right, so that's it. That rounds up all the preseason games. Uh, we'll give you some games to watch for on Thursday's show. A couple more stories in the NFL we got to go through pretty quickly here. Uh Dante Fowler and Jalen Ramsey, both suspended for a week by the Jaguars. Because uh, I guess Jalen Ramsey was kind of calling out the local media uh, in Jacksonville. 
this is just Doug Marone, who I really like as a head coach. This is him establishing control in that locker room, which was something he needs to do. Uh, you saw it last year when he suspended Leonard Fournette for a game because he missed the team picture. Uh, you know, it's not a big loss because you're just losing them for one week of preseason, I think. Um, so it's not huge, but uh, it's huge in the sense that it really you know, establishes Doug Marone as that head coach there. He's the leader of that locker room. He's not going to take you know any sort of disrespect to anybody uh and this team, that's why this team has been so successful because of him. Yeah, I think um, Doug Marone's a very good head coach, like you said. But it's just it shows the young players in Jacksonville that he's not going to mess around. And you better obey him and you better obey the rules or something bad will happen. So it's not, you know, it's not a big loss for Jaguars fans. It's nothing to be worried about. But, you know, it just proves that Doug Marone's not going to take shit. Yeah, I don't think they should be worried. I think they should be excited because it just proves he's going to keep control of this locker room no matter what. If it, you know, if, if he might, you know, put the win in jeopardy because he has to suspend his star running back for a game just because something as small as a photo, you know, I think it's good in the long run. Now, that's why I really respect Doug Marone as a head coach. Absolutely. Um, so now we're going to move to baseball, but before that, one reminder that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. Like we said, we've been getting a haircut at D's for the last couple months. Only 7 bucks. You're going to get a really good haircut. He's going to style it. You're going to have a lot of fun while you're doing it. Um, you have to get your appointments in now. He's heading off to school here soon, so make sure you set up the appointments in his Instagram bio. Really easy, really quick. $7. You can go in there, get a quick little haircut, uh, and enjoy... Uh, a game of Fortnite while you do it. Sit there in the chair and play some video games while you do it. Um, but he is going to school soon, so we ask that you get your appointments in quick before he leaves. Um, so go check him out. Find him on Instagram at these home cuts. These home cuts professional haircuts at a low price. So baseball is moving on here. We're getting closer and closer to those September call-ups, which is kind of you know the the point in the season where playoffs really start to heat up, the playoff race really starts to heat up. Um, but before that, we have a playoff team with the Cleveland Indians. Leonis Marte, they traded for him with the Tigers. It's kind of been a weird story because, you know, I'm an Indians fan, so I've been following it. He was put on the DL a couple – well, first of all, he missed the start, and everyone was wondering why he missed the start. And the tw- team tweeted that he's been having some stomach issues. Everybody thought he just had, you know, the stomach flu or something, po- uh, food poisoning. Um, and then they put him on the DL 10, put him on 10 day DL and everyone was kind of like, Oh, that's kind of shocking. You know, but I guess he's still dealing with this, but then it came out yesterday that he has a bacterial infection and he's been in the hospital and you know, a couple days ago, they were worried that he might even lose his life from this because it's been affecting his organs. Uh, I had, we, nobody had any clue about this at all. And it just like came out and it was kind of shocking, uh, because he's had a really good couple games here with the Indians. And it sucks to see, you know, I don't know when he's going to be back. Um, it sucks to see that this is going on right now. And I hope he gets better. Because obviously this is much more important than winning baseball games. Hopefully, he's he's improving. But hopefully he can be back to his full health here soon. Yeah, it's just a scary situation. Uh, don't know much on the player or who he is or what he does. But, uh, you know. It's, he hits bombs. That's what he does. Well, not right now. Um, well, he's in stable condition, so I think that, uh, I think he'll be okay, uh, but, you know, (laughs) prayers go out to him and the Indians and their whole, I think everyone's rooting for him to be okay and come back to full strength. 
Yeah, they saw last night. It was pretty cool. They wrote, you know, they wrote uh, LM13 on all their hats, the Indians, because uh, we're 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 a family here in Cleveland, unlike most baseball teams, um, and we really support our fan our players. So we hope he gets back to full health. He's in great hands with the Cleveland Clinic, uh, so hopefully he'll be okay, and I think he will. I don't know if he'll play baseball again this season. Um, obviously, you know, I would like to see him back, but if it's you know something like this, life threatening, obviously he needs to take care of that before anything else. Um, so baseball, like we said, is rounding out. We're going to go through the playoff uh, stand, the playoff predictions right now, our updated predictions. We do, we're going to start doing more predictions uh, as the weeks go on here because um, it's going to be changing a lot here soon. So we'll start with the AL. I think the number, the top three seeds are set. Um, although the Indians, they're, they're pushing the Astros for that second seed. I could see, don't be surprised if that happens. But right now, Red Sox, Astros, Indians. And that wild card spots, you know, I think Oakland and the Yankees got it right now. I think they'll stay with it. Oakland's having a magical year. I don't see Seattle pushing for it. You know, I don't think they're going to get it right now. Maybe not this year. They just need more pitching. Uh, but that's where I see it right now. Red Sox, Astros, Indians, those, those spots could switch. And then Oakland and the Yankees. Yeah, I think the AL's pretty set. But I'm rooting for Seattle. But... Excuse me, you're right. Uh, Oakland is a really, really good story, uh, and I think they will get it, but Seattle's right there. Um, you know, they can get it, they can push, but, it, I, I mean, either way, I don't see one of those teams beating the Yankees uh, in the Bronx at the in the wild card game, but I'm rooting for Seattle to end that slump and end that playoff uh, drought. What do you think about the Minions coming up on the Astros? How many for that second back? seed. I think it's about two games back right now for that second seed. The Astros are the second best team in baseball. I don't know about that. Indians are coming up on them pretty quickly here. We've had a pretty solid couple of weeks. Uh, the NL, uh, pretty, it's a lot closer than the AL right now. You know, the NL is like the AL's little brother. But uh, number one seed right now is the Cubs. I think that stays that way. Uh, they're starting to get a little bit of a lead there in the NL Central. Uh, Philadelphia, they, they, Atlanta has a second seed right now. I think Philadelphia has added a lot of talent over the past couple of weeks. They added Justin Bohr at first base, which is going to help. So I think they take the second seed. Third seed, I think Arizona gets that division. And then four or five wild card, I think it goes Atlanta and then the Dodgers, which would be really cool to see a playoff game in Atlanta, that new stadium. It's going to be really electric, really exciting. Well, a lot of false you just said that the Cubs are gaining ground on in the NL Central. Um, it's, three games right now? Yeah, and we play them this week. Uh, two game series, and we also play them. I think I think it's some team we play the most uh, in coming for the rest of the regular season. So I don't know what you said there. Uh, I also don't understand um, how you're gonna throw Milwaukee out of the wild card game. At least uh, it doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, proves proves that you're pretty biased and you you're not ready to make real sports predictions when you're that idiotic. So I'm gonna go uh, one. Uh, you know. I, I think the Brewers are going to win the division still. Um, I'm not going to say that they're not. Uh, two, um, I think the Diamondbacks will get the two seed. Um, I think the Diamondbacks are a really good team. Um, three, uh, I think Atlanta is going to win the division. Um, and then four, Dodgers, five, uh, Phillies. You don't think the Cubs get in at all? Shit, I forgot about the Cubs. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go... I can't make sports predictions when you're putting the Cubs out of the no, playoffs. No, no, no. I'm going to go four Cubs, uh, five Dodgers. All right, yeah. Yeah, you needed to fix that. 
Um, so now we're going to move to basketball. Go quickly through this. Carmelo Anthony inked that, ink that deal yesterday with the Hawks. It's official. Uh, he's coming to Atlanta, he's coming to uh, Houston. It's exciting. I'm really excited for him. Uh, this is his first opportunity to f- finally play with one of his best friends in the league and Chris Paul. Everybody's excited for him. James Harden's talking about it. Mike D'Antoni is excited to get another shot at coaching him. It's just positive. He's excited to get another shot he said, at coaching Yeah, him. he already okay. said, quoted it. Can't take okay. back quotes. Uh, Calvin Benjamin knows that. Uh, Carmelo Anthony got that new energy, got that new vibe going. It's fresh start in Houston. James Harden's excited. Chris Paul's excited. I'm excited. We're all excited to watch this new look Rockets team dominate the West, and finally upset the Warriors. Book it right then and there. So I, I don't think it's one to talk about. It's just a signing of a old veteran player. It's old not, superstar. Yeah, okay. Come on, Anthony's coming all back this anymore. year. Uh, you know, all he is is a locker room cancer. So Never been a locker room cancer. All right. Let's continue with our basketball previews. Uh, we're just going to do the Phillies in Portland today. Phillies in Portland. Phillies. Phillies, 76ers, Philadelphia, <laughs> Philly, and Portland. Um, so Philly had a pretty good year last year, kind of overachieved. Nobody expected them to be this good that fast. Uh, they're going to get Markel Fultz back fully healthy, that first pick. Um, they added Wilson Chandler. They didn't really lose much. They just lost Eli Sova, uh, who was just a bench player for him. Adding Wilson Chandler is a lot better than Eli Sova. Um, so they did get better, I think. Um, we'll see what happens with Markel Fultz. I don't know, you know, how good he can be. He was dominant at Washington, but we'll see. So I think this team is going to be competing for a long time there in the East. Uh, they'll be competing with the Celtics, I think, for that number one, number two seed. Yeah, I mean, the 76ers are a good team, uh, but injuries always cripple them. So you never really know. Yeah, you see Joel Embiid playing soccer in, like, some third yeah, world country. Yeah, and he can't, he diving can't on his healthy, back. Yeah. And he's di- yeah, I don't. I so I don't know. Uh, you know, the 76ers, if healthy, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league. But if healthy is a huge question because they've never been truly healthy. We've never seen them at full force. So you can't say that they will be. But, you know, they've got the talent. Ben Simmons is one of the better young players in the league. So is Joel Embiid. Um, you know, I really like this team. I mean, I don't. I hate them. But, you know, as far as talent goes, you know, you really got to like them. Uh, so, you know, I think they're going to be much improved this year. Um, but in the East, but that's because LeBron leaves. But you, I still think they're maybe a couple years away from really competing for the finals. Then Portland, uh, they didn't do much over the offseason. They added, I forget who their first round pick was. Wasn't anything special. Maybe it'll prove me wrong. Uh, they added Seth Curry, kind of a bench scorer. Um, didn't do much in Dallas. Uh, but Portland, you know, they're the third seed last year. They have talent. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard, I'm willing to put up their as the best, second-best, third-best backcourt combinations in the league. Um, And, you know, all you need is that to carry you, really. They they re-signed Nurkic, which was huge. He's a pretty good big. Um, I just, I mean, they didn't do enough to upset the Warriors, so this is just going to be a team stuck in that third three-to-five seed ratio right there in the West. I think they're going to falter more. Um, I think they're down to, like, the six-and-eight seed. Uh, just the talent that's being added in the West, Portland's just not competing with. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, I mean, LeBron adding to the West is going to hurt them. You know, it just, just goes to show, you know, they got the Warriors, Rockets, Lakers, um, 
you know, the Nuggets look good, Thunder are the Thunder. So the Trailblazers are behind some teams, and next offseason or in the upcoming offseason, they really need to add some talent to gain ground in the West. Yeah, and we'll see what happens there. I, I like Portland. I think Portland's a pretty solid team. I don't think they're good enough to beat Houston or the Warriors. Um, but this is a good team. If they were if they were to go to the East, obviously I think they'd be the number one seed and dominate. Because um, I really like Damian Lillard. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the game today, especially CJ McCollum. Don't be surprised if they start to kind of trade away this talent when they realize that the Warriors, they can't compete with the Warriors or the Rockets. Um CJ McCollum's been in multiple trade rumors. Uh, he's a hot trade piece. Damian Lillard, same thing. He wants reports are he wants to go to LA. That's out there almost every single day. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but that's an interesting team to keep a watch for, and that's a fun team to watch. So we're gonna move now to question and answer. Uh, we gotta move a little bit quicker than we want, but uh, only got two questions today. But before that, obviously you know our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, Andrew and his crew have been shaping up homes around Northeast Ohio uh, and doing a great job uh, at a fair and affordable price. You see these big landscaping companies, they come through, you know, they charge you a lot of money. They just bring a lot of different little high school kids around uh, who aren't who are just there kind of for the paycheck. They don't really like what they do. They don't they're not there. They don't put pride in their work. But you get a completely different experience when you hire A's Lawn Service. It's a group of high school kids too, but it's owned by a high school kid. Uh, we've been known Andrew for a long time. Yeah, he, uh, he really puts pride in his work, and he only hires the best uh, workers around. Uh, so give him a call. It's affordable. Uh, he'll just come through. He'll do a great job, and you won't have any complaints. You will not be disappointed. The phone number is three three zero two four one two three nine two. Again, three three zero two four one two three nine two. And the email is lawnservice.as at gmail.com. Give them a call, send them an email, set up an appointment, make your lawn and your home look great. A's Lawn Service LLC, you grow it, we cut it. So, Trim, out of those five rookie quarterbacks, which one impressed you the most? Uh, I would say Sam Darnold. Um, I think he looked the most NFL ready, and he didn't even start training camp um, in, you know, he didn't play at the start of training camp for the Jets, and he came in there and he looked like he was just an absolute six-year NFL veteran pro um you know he moved outside the pocket stayed in the pocket made all the throws you want to see your quarterback make um and I think everyone's kind of banking on him to be you know the starter day one and that's kind of crazy for a quarterback uh rookie quarterback nowadays uh but Baker Mayfield obviously looked amazing as well um I say it's easily between those two um but I think Sam Darnold looked the most NFL ready yeah I'd go best from worst um Darnold, Mayfield, Josh Allen, Rosen, Lamar Jackson. Not to say Lamar Jackson did a bad job, but I think he's obviously not comfortable enough to stand in the pocket. He runs around a lot, which would you know what's that's what he's used to. You know, you can teach a guy all you want how to stand in the pocket and throw. Um, but when it gets down to, you know, snapping that ball, you're in between those white lines. He's going to do what he's used to, what's worked for him in the past, and he's going to run the ball. And he should because he's really good at running the ball. Um, I just don't think the Ravens' offense is based around their quarterback running. Joe Flacco's not a Lamar Jackson type of athlete. Um, so I think in a couple years from now, I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a pretty good pro. I don't think you'll see him starting at all this year. I don't think he should start at all this year. Um, Darnold, I think, is the best 
option right now if you were going to start one of these five guys. I think McCown starts week one because I think McCown's more ready uh, to you know take that workload. Uh, but you saw Baker Mayfield and Darnold are the two are ready to start week one if you needed them to. But I don't think any of them will. None of those five will. You don't think Darnold's going to start week no, one? No, I think McCown starts week one. Uh, it's it's reports out of the Jets training camp that Darnold is taking most of the starting reps. So that's why I would say he is. Um, and I think he's definitely the closest. I don't know. I think they really like McCown there. If Darnold was the guy, um, I don't. I th- I think they would have put him over Bridgewater and McCown in the pre preseason game. McCown didn't even play. Uh, and that's usually sit your starters. But I guess he's a veteran. Um, you don't really want him to get hurt. He has some injury problems. But I really like Josh McCown. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. I just don't think he's ever gotten any consistency. Um, you know, he, in Cleveland, he did a pretty decent job here in Cleveland. Um, you know, just some injuries have kind of railed his career, derailed his career. But we'll see what happens. I, I think they should start Darnold week one, but I think McCown will be the starter. Well, I think Darnold is. Well, you're an idiot. So now we're going to move to our last question. Uh, Darius Geis, like we said, tore his ACL. Thursday on my sh- on our show, we said that Geis, I said Geis is my sleeper running back, somebody you could pick up in the later rounds. So we got a question after somebody listened to the show. They said, well, since he was your sleeper, who's your sleeper now? Because he is gone for the year. And I'm glad he tore his ACL before we did our draft because I would have picked him. You're glad he tore his ACL. Before my draft because I would have picked him. Easily. So, yeah, I am glad he tore it before that. I'm glad the MRI came through. He screwed up. Well, I mean, you said some pretty screwed up stuff, too. So, who should you draft now that he's hurt? I think you got to go with the Broncos running back, Royce Freeman. I was able to pick him up. Uh, He's going to be that workhorse. He got a lot of carries on when they play Saturday. Uh, And he had had about 40 yards, I think, on five to six carries, which is pretty good. Um, he's going to be that workhorse all year. Um, so I think Royce Freeman is the safe bet. You'll get him in the later rounds. I got him in the later rounds because I'm a really good fantasy player. Um, but Royce Freeman is your guy if you can't draft guys. If you drafted guys, sucks for you. There's a lot of good backups out there, though, you can pick up. Um, especially after week one, you'll start to see that more often. So that's it for our show today. Um Thank you for listening. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, set up your appointments with D's right away because he is leaving for college here soon, going to Big Akron. Uh, won't be around uh, for a little while. He's still going to be doing haircuts, but it's easier if you just set him up now before he leaves. Uh, we want to get, ask that you go on iTunes, give us five stars, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, listen to us on 12 Ounce tomorrow at a new time, uh, 7 a.m., 7 to 8 a.m. You can listen to our show uh, listen to it on, on your way to work, on your way to school. I know school's starting up. Uh, it's a great time for us to get on the air, and we thank you to 12 Ounce for that. Uh, we ask that you go on to Twitter, follow us at TNT Sports Talk 12, or the Instagram, which we haven't really posted on Instagram in a while, uh, but I'm sure Truman's working hard to get back on that horse, right? Yep. So we'll see. So follow us on Instagram or Twitter. It's a great place for you to get in touch with us if you want to be a guest have questions, comments, concerns. Uh, you know, you want to tell Truman he's an idiot for thinking Kelvin Benjamin's, you know, a big, big man? Go ahead and do that. You want to tell me I'm an idiot because I think Cam Newton uh, did the right thing by going up to him? Do that. Tell us. We want to hear from you. 
it's great to you know get some interaction from you guys so we can help to keep growing this show uh listen to us on youtube if you if you don't have an iphone you can find our our page tnt sports talk search it uh but that's it for today tune in on thursday um we're gonna try to have a guest we try to have a guest every show but sometimes times don't work out but we should have a guest on thursday thank you have a great day tune in on thursday thank you go packers